Oh, can you smell it, America? Can you smell what the Loftus Party's got cooking? Success. Success on every front. It's so close, I can taste it. Everybody's, it's too much winning. It's too much winning. We had a uh, we had a big show come out. This is here's and I, we can devote. This is going to be a weird one, uh, Gypsy, because we're going to devote a lot of time uh, to Roseanne, the mm-hmm. the show and what it means. And uh, we'll we'll throw our hats in the Here's the great takeaway from me. I just in digging. Okay, so uh, the show comes out Tuesday. I should say this as well. We're recording this way early because uh, Sunday's Easter. And we're taking some time uh, for that. So we're recording yes. this way early. So a couple nights ago, uh, the reboot of Roseanne comes on. And here's yeah. what I like. It's not like Will and Grace where they just – we're picking up right where we left off. In, in a way, they are. The show was a giant – it was a freight train of success. A freight train of success. They got wow. like 18 million viewers on on shows like uh, uh, Kevin Can Wait – we do about six million a week. Big Bang Theory does like eight to ten million a week. Mm-hmm. So eighteen million people, whether they're in the demographic or not, uh, that is a f- freight train of success. Now the interesting thing, and this is what I want to talk about a lot on this show, and it okay. won't be too much numbers. It did not do well in New York. It did not do well in L.A. Uh, it did. Okay, in Chicago, and I think that's because the show's kind of. I think well, because the show is set right outside of Chicago, right? But it is a mirror of the election. It is a, and I think well, obviously uh, Trump likes Roseanne. Blah 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 blah. We'll get into that. However, it it, it did not do well in uh, New York, L.A., and and, and San Francisco, the the I big coastal cities. It to. But isn't that awesome to me? It's, it says a lot, it, and it says that there is still a giant uh, part of the population that desperately wants entertainment that is not being shoved down their throat. Hey, let's learn about this. Let's learn about that. Let's learn about this. Shouldn't you be like this? It's not the coastal elites telling us what we should and shouldn't like. We, we can make up our own minds. So that was like a hallelujah moment. The other big thing— Mm-hmm. And, and I've and I've said this to my management and I've said it to my agents because I've been uh, she she came on TV and she's like, yeah, I voted for Trump because he was talking. About, and they really downplayed that because he was talking about jobs and he was going to shake it up, mm-hmm. which was really the easy way out of that. However, I don't think anybody's suing. No one's saying uh, boycott ABC. No one is 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 coming with lawsuits because that was the big big hurdle for the flip side television show. All of these little independent stations, they're like, mm, we're going to get sued. We're going to get sued. Somebody's going to sue. You can't tell jokes from this perspective or you'll get sued. And so God bless Roseanne Barr and God bless uh, ABC. They rolled the dice. They took a chance and uh, ba-boom. Everything was not only fine, they crushed they crushed, and the show was pretty funny. Crushed. The show was pretty funny. Now there is some blowback coming, and this is what I, I like. Uh, there's a couple of people on uh, Twitter that I follow, uh, Roseanne being one of them, and this other dude, Thomas Wichter, 
and and Ben Shapiro and like Ben Shapiro, who I think is fantastic. He's been on the, the, the TV show before. I guess he's like, well, it's, he's saying it's not really conservative. It's not really conservative. And I, I know he has to make some kind of comment on it. And, and, and that's wonderful. Everybody has to write their articles and it's never it's never going to happen. You're never going to get leave it to Beaver. This is this is closest oh to God. the whole. I think we should celebrate the fact that that there was a hit TV show uh, on Tuesday night where somebody said, yeah, I voted for Trump. I didn't want to vote for that uh, liar, liar pantsuit on fire. Yeah. Like, why is anybody on the right even coming close to criticizing it? Like, be happy. You just got this be has to go in the into the into the win column. Because now uh, there's rumors, and then I'm sure they're just rumors, uh, but they're talking about bringing back Last Man Standing. Really? And that is the other big thing. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking before we started uh, rec- recording here. I don't think we need any. Everybody's like, we need to heal. We just need to be able to talk. It, it, no, stop with the kid gloves. Stop. I've come, I, I've done a complete 180 on this. And I'm completely just (laughs) this whole uh, trying to dance around other people's feelings and this might hurt someone's feelings and just we're grownups. We're We're grownups. People's your feelings are going to get hurt. That's uh, Jordan Peterson is all over that. Michael, you know, I did not vote for Trump. What? Get I off did this not podcast. vote for Trump. There's the, and there's I did not vote ticket. for Hillary. I really thought they were the worst two candidates in the history of the world. But here's the thing. This country would be completely upside down. We'd have increased taxes. We'd have less job growth. We've had more people we'd have more people unemployed if Hillary Clinton had gotten elected. Yes. We had we we tried that little experiment uh, with their way for like eight years, for like eight years. Right. And America decided, nope, we're going to go another way. And so that's the wonderful thing about this little uh, republic of ours. Uh, And I'm I, I swear I know it sounds hacky, but I do. I wake up. I wake up not every day, but almost every day. Just like, boy, am I glad she didn't win. Boy, am I glad she didn't win. I wake up and I scroll my Twitter feed and anybody who uses a picture of Hillary Clinton as their clickbait thing, I just scroll right past. If I see her face, I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, I want to get back to the Roseanne thing uh, real quick because one of the uh, producers on the show, producers, she's one Mm -hmm. of the writers, uh, but she gets a like a executive producer or co-exec uh, uh, title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitney Cummings, uh, the comedian, uh, the comedian Whitney Cummings. She had her own show called Whitney. Uh, she then she was the creator of uh, Two Broke Girls. And now she's writing on Roseanne. And she tweeted out last night. Uh, hey, I'm really sorry if uh, some of that stuff in Roseanne was triggering, I know I was, but I just want y'all to know. Then she threw in a y'all. She's like, I just want y'all to know uh, that we're not going to, uh, we don't have an agenda. And after tonight, there's no more political episodes. And I was just dumbfounded and, and wrote back. I'm like, why, what are you apologizing for? 
politics was the only reason people tuned in. That was the only reason, because Roseanne said she voted for Trump, and everybody's like, ooh, I want to see this. Number one, I hope that is not the only reason people turned in, tuned in, excuse me, um, because that was an extremely successful franchise for a lot of years in the 90s. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Then let's not forget the two seasons where she and Jackie won the lottery, and it was complete garbage. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. They were... They were hanging on by threads there towards the end. So it wasn't it wasn't like the And I get that. I get that. But I remember Roseanne as the mom and I remember the kids, DJ, Darlene, and the oldest one, the blonde. I can't remember her name right now. Becky. Becky. Becky, thank you. Yeah. Um, Becky. And I remember laughing my butt along off along with my mother. But Nobody is actually Roseanne's character in that sitcom. (laughs) And so I had all these people and I tweeted out today. Oh, my God. Look at these numbers. This is fantastic. People's and oh, my gosh, all the blue check liberals were just dying that Roseanne Barr had gotten these kind of numbers on this show. And I'm like, let's keep watching just to, like, tie those panties in a tighter wad. Right. And everybody's like, she's not really a conservative. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, nor do I. It's the perfect time, the perfect timing, mm-hmm. and the perfect person to say it. Because mm-hmm. uh, Roseanne, is, she's made her living. She's always been outspoken, even when she was saying, like, the truly crazy stuff. I'm a but she went on, she went on. She went on Jimmy Kimmel, and he started giving her grief, and she flipped him the bird. She went on <laughs> Wendy Williams, and Wendy Williams <laughs> – Wendy Williams started uh, – said, oh, let's start talking about divorces. And Roseanne's like, really? You want to talk about a divorce, Wendy? And Wendy completely backed up. It's like it is – and it's too funny, but oh my gosh, this is going to sound so like Trump worshipping. But that's the – like with Roseanne, not – with her owning it and not taking any grief for it. And 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 it's not the – it's not the end of the world either. Uh -uh. She's just – She's fighting back like a comedian would and should and and really does fight back in the same way that Trump does. They call Trump a name and he's like, no, that's not true. You're a jerk. This and you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. It's fantastic. I hope it's a real wake up call. And I think it's 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 whatever. I I think it is a wake up call because you can't argue with those, those kind of numbers. Those numbers are just too big. I I hope they don't shy away from the politics. I hope that uh, Whitney Cummins was wrong about that. But if I was a writer on that show and I saw the reaction that we got for being even a teeny tiny bit unapologetic about voting for Trump, boy, I would I would I would put my foot on the gas. I'd be doing I'd be doing pro Trump stuff every week. People can take it. People can take it. We're, everybody put on your big boy pants. Now, I'm going to use big boy pants uh, as a I'm going to I'm going to segue right into this latest uh, David Hogg. Oh, uh, Laura Lord. Ingram fiasco. <laughs> have you seen have you seen my latest uh, YouTube video? I haven't seen it all the way through. I saw the preview you, through the Stormy oh, Daniels. I'm sorry. I boosted it. It's a it's a four and a half minute video, Gimlet. I saw the first minute and thirty. You missed my favorite jokes. 
All right. Because in it, in it, I say, uh, now I go, David Hogg, you've, you've been through a tragedy. Uh, you're doing this thing, but now you're choosing to stay in the limelight. Now you're choosing to stay in the limelight and that makes you fair game. Uh, but everyone should watch the video because then it gets, it, it gets very funny. And it's it's interesting to watch from a, a sociological perspective this little game uh, that he plays, where it, it and how the media kind of plays it too. It's like, oh, this this little young upstart kid who's been through a tragedy, mm. he's just speaking his mind, and so he that's the the let's listen to the survivor, and then it's like out of the mouths of babes is mm-hmm. going to come a. A uh, common sense gun control. And no. This this young man's this young man is really wonderful. And mm-hmm. then when you go, okay, young man, I'm going to question this, that, and this. They're like, hey, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. So he's either just a kid who we shouldn't listen to, or he's your new uh, leader. You, you got to pick one, everybody. And Laura Ingram, like right now, there's this boycott that he's trying to organize. Uh, for the Laura Ingram show and uh, you go back and you look at what she tweeted and it's like so gentle. And so now uh, y- young David Hogg is turning in quite in, in, into quite the little bully. She yeah. made me mad. She made fun of me. Let's boycott. Let's boycott you guys. Come on. Pick a number one through 12. Here's a list of her advertisers. Yeah, I'm sure David Hogg had a list of her advertisers mm-hmm. just at his fingertips. It's yeah. not like somebody sent that to him. Mm-hmm. And then to have people responding to it, like she, like Nestle has pulled out and a couple of other uh, advertisers have pulled out. And it's just like, I don't like what you say, so I'm going to silence you. It's it's terrifying and it's wrong on every level. So he's he's fair game. And we can transition here, um, though I will say a couple things about young David Hogg. Um, this Netflix things with Susan Rice, bad decision for Netflix, but I'm not discontinuing my my membership. Well, I was a little I was a little taken aback at, at that decision, too. Like Netflix has Susan Rice on the board of directors. So I, I did a little uh, post about that on on Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, nothing says entertainment like Susan Rice. Cannot However, really. However, what it does say, and someone I can't remember who it who it was, they they responded, it, it's it's a good decision if you want to do international business, because you know eh, she's. I don't even know that. Well, it's the it's the only way I can wrap my head around it. Well, I mean, I mean, here's my thing: being involved with companies that did international business, um, international business thinks very differently than. Most administrations, right? It'll have to get a lot, a lot, 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 lot worse before mm-hmm. I dump Netflix. And I think I really think they can have board meetings at their their Netflix office and go, oh, my gosh, we're getting crushed in Yugoslavia. Hey, Susan, who should we call? And she's like, ah, I got a buddy over the State Department called Jimmy. He, he knows who you want to talk to. I, I think that that's what it is. I really think that's what it is. It's it's just foreign markets and crap like that. However, uh, yeah, if, if you if, if if we start to suspect they've got a huge agenda, uh, then by all means, uh, boycott away. Well, boycott. if they really do that Obama freaking series, I'm probably gonna have to be like, no. <laughs> Um, that's the great thing. I mean, they have so many options. It's not like you have to watch the uh, the Ob- and what no. is the Obama show even going to be? 
what is that even going to be? Is he just well, roaming the countryside I, talking I'm, to people who think like him? And I'm pretty and sure are, we saw it for eight years. It's it's a show. Well, that's I'm actually I kind of. I kind of want to see it. I think it's going to be like the David Letterman show. He'll go to some small town and he'll find someone who represents, air quotes, the best of us. <laughs> and uh, they'll put that on. I'm tired. I got so tired of that. Like, that's not who we are. I, I That's not who we are. That's, that's who exact, I am, gosh darn it. <laughs> I swear to God, that's exactly who I am. That's, I want somebody who's like me. It's like I really – uh, I guess there was some brouhaha from some Trump appointee who's like, listen, we're not we're not really worried about diversity in this department. We're worried about getting the best job done. And that was like some horrifying. Yes. Quote. People were like, yes. Sweet Jesus, they've gone crazy. Efficiency like, in government. Yes, we, we want to do the best job possible. We're not worried about diversity. That's fantastic. That's, That's awesome. Fantastic. Just hire Keep the that people coming. that can get stuff done. Oh, wow. I want to I want to talk about this. Did you see any of uh, Trump in Cleveland today? No, I did not. OK, I did. I watched a little bit of it and it was like watching because I've always made the comparison that, that he's like a comedian. Right? right. And when he first started campaigning, he was like a, an MC, and then he was a feature act. And then towards the end, he was a straight up headliner. Right. Well, today in Cleveland, you could see him going to his like bag of tricks to his a material. Did you see the now, jobs and, and number? The, well, he, well, th those are all doing great. The yeah. one thing, though, that he wasn't getting the, the big response and he knew he couldn't go to his big closer is build the wall. Let's build the wall. And Mex he couldn't do it because no. of the omnibus and everybody and the omnibus, the omnibus is on everybody's mind. And he wasn't crushing like he normally he did well you know he did all right but he did not have a great set he did not have a great oh. set oh my god this is the first time michael loftus has said that donald trump did not have a great set it was it was wild to watch because he's got a and, and i was i was uh you know talking about this earlier this afternoon everything's going beyond the omnibus Everything's going really well. Everything's going really, really well. However, he has hung his hat on building the wall. If right. that dude doesn't build the wall, he's going to look like uh, like a failure. An absolute. The jobs numbers are great. New businesses are going great. He's talking about infrastructure. That's awesome. Everything. Tax reforms. It's going great. Everything's going really well. But, dude, you got to build that wall. You got to build it. Here's the other little skinny thing he needs to knock off. What? His resorts need to stop asking for H-1B visas. <laughs> well, didn't, I'm just didn't the H-1B visa program just get doubled? It's not that it's doubled. What I'm saying is that his resorts are still asking for seasonal workers. Hi, President Trump. You need to tell them to knock that off. <laughs> it's all over the leftist media. Oh, Donald Trump hates immigration, but his people still ask for these people to come. No, stop. Just hire people domestically. It'll be fine. It's not a problem. Stop asking for that. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Just bad optics. Bad optics, son. Well, the, and the and the worst optics of them all is if he doesn't build that wall. 
No, and I'm not I know talking it. about like like an 80 mile stretch. I'm talking about putting up the big one, the big one. I'm I'm totally with Ann Coulter uh, with this. It's all about immigration, illegal immigration. I totally agree. And oh my gosh, the the vapors. Have you seen the vapors? No, no, no. What's about, going on? About, oh my God, the census is actually going to include a question on citizenship. That's hilarious. I love that. I love it, love it, I love it. I love it. Now, didn't that used to be on the census question? Wasn't that part of it a long it time ago? It was part of it a long time ago, and then it went away, and this, that, and the other thing. But do you know who's objecting to it? Who? Care. Really? Really? Why do they care? <laughs> because care that, care? Just, that is advancing the white supremacist agenda, according to CARE. Wow. And then all of the state of California and Oregon and Washington and all these other like deep blue states who know that 70 percent of their residents don't agree with their sanctuary state plan are just like, you can't ask these people this stuff because we're going to give them driver's licenses and they're going to vote. That's oh, my God, that's really there's so much craziness going on. First of all, you ask somebody if, hey, are you a citizen or not? They can either uh, lie, they can Mm -hmm. tell the truth or they can say pass. Right. Uh, Either way. And everybody's like, isn't isn't the census uh, supposed to give us a number? Aren't we supposed to know? Isn't that what the census? Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I guess I I, want to know how many people are here illegally. That's one of the things that I want to know. How much are we paying out for that? And that's that's where I've I've had it with this other argument where people are like, well, they they buy stuff. They buy stuff and there's and that stuff is taxed and they give in. It's not near. It's not near the amount of money that they drain out of the system. Nope. And not only that, here, if you have three options, we have 23 million (laughs) legal citizens. We have 11 million who say they're not actual citizens and 12 million that say we're not going to answer that question. You can pretty much add that 11 and 12 together. Yes. 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 And the reason it terrifies California and it, I mean, if you even look at right now in California, California is not united. And that's what's really scary. Right. If you look it's, across the state of Georgia, we're relatively united and we'd like to be a little more free and a little more loose than most of the other states. California, you have Orange County. Right. <laughs> Who has looked at the sanctuary state law and said, okay, you won't let us talk to ICE, so we're going to develop a website. They actually started a website in Orange County that showed the release dates for people that they thought were illegal aliens and sent it to ICE so ICE can catch them when they're released. (laughs) It's, It's really fun to watch the great weeping and gnashing of teeth from the people who are running California when they watch uh like Orange County and a couple of other communities say no we're not going to go along with this and they they're like well, wait 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 we're we're in charge well uh, we're in charge you have to do what we say cuz cuz we're the, we're we're the big guys in charge and like hey douche don't you think that's what the federal government is saying <laughs> like, like hey you got to do what we say no nah, no we don't we're California and then California's like you got to do what we say and Orange County's but- like nah don't we don't we, we're Orange County 
Seventy percent of California doesn't live in Orange County, does it? No, and the majority of Californians want something done about the illegal immigration problem. Right, seventy percent of residents and legal citizens in California do not like the sanctuary state status. Nope, and they do not don't. think that's a good idea. So Moonbeam, my little name for Jerry Brown. Is ignoring. You invented that because that caught on. Everybody calls him that. No, now. no, 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 no. I actually got that from my dad, <laughs> um, from when he was in charge the last time. Moonbeam. Um, yeah, nobody wants this, but you're shoving it down their throats. How long until the residents of California do one of two things, and they're already doing one of them in record numbers? Leave, right? Or yes, vote right. you out. <laughs> Well, hopefully that that's what that hopefully that's what'll happen, and that's like the little glimmer uh, of hope for some kind of sanity in this little uh, republic. Is like as the the left goes farther and farther to the left, it, you just can't deny the facts. You can't <clears throat> when when people get fed up enough, they're like, uh, "Listen, I, I I I you're gonna have people on the left going, I dig the whole idea.'" Uh, of a sanctuary city, but it ain't working out. Uh, this is turning into a a crap hole, as they say. So we're gonna have to make some changes. And how it's what's you, gonna happen? How do you dig the idea of it when you figure out what what percentage of people coming across our borders actually have criminal intent between MS thirteen and recidivism, meaning people who have been kicked out before and come back again, which was what we saw in the Kate Steinle case, right? How long before you, as a resident of California and San Francisco and the state or the cities, excuse me, that really push this, have to say, what does a sanctuary actually protect? It protects people who do bad things, not the people who are citizens of the U.S. and actually live here. Yeah, that's what – and that's that's what has to – and it keeps happening, and, and very few shows are doing it. If you watch mm -hmm. Fox, you see it all the time mm -hmm. about some, some American citizen who is the victim of some tragedy, some absolute tragedy because of an illegal immigrant. And it it really it, – it, it's – California did the wackiest thing. I didn't know this. I, I, there is a girl who is uh, a dreamer. She doesn't have mm – -hmm. she's not a citizen of this country. But she got and a pass. She got, a, she got her law degree. Mm -hmm. So she, she is a lawyer and now uh, she's on some uh, – she's hired by the state to be on some council of elders of some – rigmarole that to, to me that is just that's straight up insanity oh is this the one that was appointed who's not a citizen but she's yes. actually oh my goodness yeah it's like i did not know that that's i i first i kind of like blew it off as well i'm like well that's kind of crazy but i'm like hold up hold up hold up she's not even a citizen and she's a lawyer like is is <laughs> Well, and you probably is that, is that, paid for it. Is that question it. not on the bar exam? Bar exam, like, hey, are you a citizen of this country or not? But you <laughs> probably paid for it in the state of California with your taxes. I guarantee I did. <laughs> I, I guarantee I did. Yeah. See, this is what I love about where I live. Well, that's see. Here's the problem. Mm -hmm. This is, and I've said this before. I did this as a monologue on the show. There's, there's nowhere else to run. 
in in the olden days, the 1700s, and people were colonizing X, Y, and Z, and the, mm -hmm. and the colonials woke up here, and they're like, man, we should just run this. England doesn't have our best interests at heart. We got everything we need. We can stay here and be truly free. And then when people didn't like what was going on in the colonies, they could kind of head west and go, I'm going to hang out here and truly be free. And then they would go farther and farther west until now there is no more west. There's no other country on the face of the planet that's doing freedom the way we are. And no. there's, there's a big part of me that wants to see California and the state of New York. I mean, it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. I don't, I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to ride the elevator all the way down to the basement. I want to jump off the, the, the great giant Come elevator. To Georgia. That is... <laughs> we like it I, here. <laughs> I'd like to, but like as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. Eh. And it's, it's too funny. You like we were talking about it earlier. You have the the people in their their big giant mansions deciding here's what's best for the state of California. Here's what's best for the state of California, and the citizens don't like it. They don't like it, and they don't want it. Now it has to get worse before they get fired up, and it's like Roseanne is another great example. The people don't like it. The people oh, oh here comes Roseanne, and everybody watches. Mm -hmm. It's it's just this but whole. I mean, how much more do the people of California have to not like? I mean, if you look at homelessness, the only oh, it's, reason it's the only bad. reason homelessness goes up in the entire United States is because of L.A. County. And it's a big thing. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it since I've been back. It is it is a marked increase. Mm hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how, how it's going to have to get worse before it gets better, uh, and we'll 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 see what happens. But I, I just don't see how uh, California can continue to pay for this kind of stuff. Well, they I, can't. I just, no, they can't. <laughs> they, can't. they can't. I don't see how the federal government can continue to pay for this kind of stuff. Everybody, you know, the the David Hogs of the world, all the 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 gun control people, they're all with the way they vilify. Uh, the NRA. Oh, the NRA. If you're a politician and if you and you've taken a cent from N the NRA, you've got blood on your hands. And they talk about the money, the money, the money that the NRA has given to politics is a drop in the bucket compared to unions. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm I'm in a couple of unions mm -hmm. and they they protect me as a worker and I'm, I'm a pro union guy. However, at some point you have to realize it's it's not going to get much better. We can't ask for more right now. And these pension programs, uh, they are they are going to be the end of a lot of states. Well, like New Jersey and the pensions and California yeah, and the and pensions. And Illinois. And Illinois, mm -hmm. that's like Illinois. New York. I, I, it, I, I don't know if it's true still, but for a while, and I thought I thought it was hilarious. Illinois was so broke that if you won the lottery, you got an IOU. Yeah, I know, but Stacy is way pro craft union, which is way different than a lot of other unions. Like I'm not big on teachers unions and other public employee unions because yes, right, yeah, same, those are an abomination here. that just cost me more money and tax dollars. Mm -hmm. Craft unions, I totally get. If you are in a craft, and that is anything from acting to writing to making steel pipes. workers, yes. right? 
like literally um, iron workers, right? That yes. are in a craft union where they control the supply of talent through training and other things and they demand a certain wage, that's fine. But when the rest of America is paying an insurance plan where you have a $5,000 deductible, deductible before you get covered for anything, I'd expect those unions to kind of recognize that and say, maybe we got to come down to like earth. <laughs> yes. There, and there's mm -hmm. been, uh, there was a city in California uh, last year, maybe that just went bankrupt. Where? Uh, oh, I want I want to say Stockton or oh, something Stockton's like that. Stockton's been like morally bankrupt like, for decades, but but they're like we can't pay if you have a, a pension with the city, mm -hmm. uh, we can't pay it. We're done. And like everyone who thought that they oh we're good we're good we've got our pensions the city's like no we're bankrupt we can't pay you yeah Stockton <laughs> cops Stockton cops let that be like the murder capital of the world for a decade they don't deserve a pension just saying huh. <laughs> well I mean, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better and yeah. I will gladly uh, I will report I will report on that giant escalator to the basement as often as we can. What about this whole thing in New York? And this is just cracking me up right now. Um, Cuomo versus Cynthia Nixon. Have That's you seen hilarious. this? Somebody had the best tweet. I was so jealous. That you had it just made me laugh. Envy. I did. I really did. <laughs> Somebody's like, before you did, before you vote for Cynthia Nixon, just remember, she's the one girl on Sex and the City that wasn't into butt stuff. <laughs> Oh, I her promised the people last the week. I promised the people last week there would be butt stuff this and week. And there it is. There, and there it, is. it is. Cynthia Nixon was the only one of the girls on Sex and the City that wasn't into it. I think she's going to – who knows? Maybe she'll win. But like between her and Cuomo, oh my gosh. That's Talk like not about, even a choice. It's like you're both terrible. You know what? I'd almost, I'd almost want to vote for Cynthia Nixon just to look at someone else's face. Exactly. Just to see, just to see some, have someone else have someone nicer looking if to be mad Cynthia at every Nixon, day. I watch if, that if Cynthia Nixon got elected, do you think Chris Cuomo would lose his spot on CNN? Yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. <laughs> I am rooting if, for Cynthia. I don't think she stands a chance, though, because her last name is Nixon. And I, I just don't think, think I just don't think Democrats can vote for a Nixon. I just don't think they can do it. It'll be too know. surreal when they walk into the know. booth. I did figure out though something that you've been asking me for quite a while. Really? Okay. I this did. sounds delightful. It is delightful. That one thing if nobody could find out. Yes. Yes. Aquaman. Okay. There we have it. There, there see, there's some it. honesty. There's a real moment. <laughs> Good for you. I celebrate this. I applaud you. Good for you. It's the only now, one I've tripped over, but I saw a picture of the guy who plays Aquaman with his bodyguards, and they're all six inches shorter than him. And I just thought that was freaking amazing. 
Well, I, you know, I, I watched Justice League and there's a part of Justice League that it, it, I hate it when they just put scenes into movies that don't move the plot forward. They don't do right. anything. It's just and there's that big it's just like an advertisement for Aquaman. Like he saves some fisherman out in the ocean and then he walks into the bar and he's got his cool music going. He puts the guy on the table and he drinks a bottle of whiskey and then the music's playing and then he walks out. That did nothing. You didn't need that. It was just a big commercial for Aquaman. However, it worked because here's the sad news for uh, comic book fans and movie fans. Justice League 2 doesn't look like it's going to happen. The next Batman movie with Ben Affleck doesn't look like it's going to happen. They had a Flash movie they were thinking about. That's not going to happen, and I'm okay with that because the kid – what they did to the Flash really bugged me. The only two movies out of the Justice League, the, the, the DC Universe is so jacked up. It is so jacked up. Uh, they're Wonder gonna do Woman one, 2. They're going to do Wonder Woman 2 and, and Aquaman. Aquaman. Yep. I'm going because to both for totally you. different reasons. Well, have, <laughs> you'll probably have more fun at Aquaman because they're about to ruin Wonder Woman. They're about what? to ruin it. They got uh, that. Oh, what's her name from Saturday Night Live uh, is going to play this character called the Cheetah. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's her name from SNL? I, but, but literally, she's a comedian. She, she was in Bridesmaids. And and you don't want oh, the one that played like um played Sean Spicer. No, no, no. That's Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Uh, this is Kristen somebody. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig is going to play the cheetah in the next Wonder Woman movie. And you just you can't ruin my you, girl like that. No, because here's the, the every time the villain is on screen, you're going to wait for her to do something funny. Now, whether it's. It, there's going to have to be dramatic tension because at the end of the day, it's it's a good versus evil. It's this and that. And granted, sure, the cheetah will be a flawed character. But like I don't want to I don't want to bust out laughing or even think I'm about to bust out laughing when when I'm watching my villains at work. So I have I'm worried. worried. I, I love the first Wonder Woman. I thought it was great. I'm seriously worried about that franchise. But I DC is messing up. I seriously love Gal Gadot. Oh, my goodness. Like if yes. I went the other way, that would be my girl. Well, you and a lot of other girls, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm I think you're, you've had some truth serum before we recorded this. And no, I no, like no, no. it. I actually thought about this yesterday when I said, oh, my gosh, because some friends were sending me gifts of Aquaman. And I'm like, I'm going to tell Michael that's the one dude right there. <laughs> I like how I like like you can only have one. Like I have an entire list. of. <laughs> I really don't have. I have characters I love. Like right now I am totally into this Jessica Jones season two. Uh, if you haven't, I, I, you should. I can't. I can't do Jessica Jones. Why? I find her. I find her unappealing. I find her cold. I find her distant. I don't care. I don't that, care that about like her. That like breaks up a little bit this season. You should try it again. Okay, is if she gets a little bit more vulnerable or something, uh-huh. but I just like her. Her walking around. You see her as a kid with all the angst and everything that happened to her. So yeah, you should definitely. Here's oh, here's another one. Here's a big letdown for me. I saw uh, Isle of Dogs, and I'm going to have to write about this for the website. 
because uh, I love Wes Anderson movies. I love stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. It's a super ambitious movie, and I just didn't care. It was like, wow, that's cool. Wow, that's a great shot. That's a nifty hunk of dialogue. But I just didn't care. And it was wild. And like after I was walking out of the movie, like I'm trying to deconstruct it and as as a writer, like figure out why. Uh, but it was like a huge, <clears throat> a huge letdown, a huge letdown. You have to care if you don't care. And like and I don't care about uh, Jessica Jones. I really don't. I'll try. I'll See, dip back I in for season two a little bit. I ended up caring about her by the end, and now, like, I'm five season or five episodes into season two, and I'm like, yeah, I really care about this girl. So, anyway, are hmm. they gonna do? Are they gonna do a uh, Daredevil? Are they gonna do another season of that? I think they are, but what I hope they don't do is another Defenders like motion picture. Ugh. If they include the Iron Fist, because I'm done with that guy. Yeah, I didn't I care about. I don't care about him. I don't care about horrible. his sidekick. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. No, me I neither. love Luke Cage. I love Jessica Jones. I love Daredevil. Just like relieve me of the Iron Fist, please. I am in go mode for this weekend. I'm 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 totally excited about uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh. That's going to be fantastic. I cannot mm. wait to see that. And I just want to say this little it's not a spoiler alert, but I'm just going to put it out there. The one Avenger that we haven't seen much of is Hawkeye. Yeah, but he's not going to die. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he's going to die, but I'm working on a little fan theory here. I think he's going to do something extremely important. I think this is just me being a, a fan of comic books and superheroes. I think he's going to be because he doesn't have any superpowers. There, there's going to be a big plot thing with him. I there's think it's going to be, gonna be big... him and Doctor Strange. You see Doctor Strange getting his ass whooped in the trailer. You see Captain America getting his ass whooped in the trailer. Eh. I, I think they're they're keeping they're keeping Hawkeye so quiet yep. and so hidden that I think that there's going to be something there. I love it. I love uh, fan theories and all that. But did you hear the greatest thing about the Avengers? No, I did not. What? So Shannon Bream, who does Fox News Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what did yeah, she yeah, do? Yeah. She um, ran across a little boy named Emilio who was terminal. And um, all he wanted was a greeting from the Avengers. And so she tweeted it out. And this is the reason I think social media can be so powerful and so awesome, even though it's so ugly on a day-to-day basis. After 34,000 retweets, she got Chris Evans. She got Don Cheadle. (laughs) She got the girl that plays, I can't remember her name right now. She got the girl that plays Quake on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She got Deadpool. (laughs) She got Yay. Vision. She got she got Hawkeye. She got all of these people created these videos for this kid who is sick as sick can be. And all he wanted was his own little Infinity War. And God bless him. I think he got it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's when that's when the Internet does awesome. Things. Awesome things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That poor little kid, that mm-hmm. poor kid and his family. Oh, my goodness. OK, so. Uh, I want to just do a little shout out to everybody who uh, participated in in caption this that was uh, great. earlier in the week because it was a, a, a picture of this round table and it was Michael Moore 
it was uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders talking about inequality in America. They were having a town hall. <laughs> do and I need to pull it up to get some of the better quotes? <laughs> I got some of them right here. You do? Uh, oh, good. Sean, Sean Knotts on Facebook <laughs> wrote, The League of Extraordinary Idiots. <laughs> Uh, I liked Kevin, our good friend Lou's one potato, three, two potato, three potato more. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that uh, was funny. Brian McBride wrote, uh, we are getting paid to be here, right? <laughs> and, and there was stuff there about was so many pie and ones. cookies too, right? Oh, yeah. So like Michael Moore saying, damn it, Warren, you said there'd be fucking pie. <laughs> it was great. It, there it was, was so awesome. many people uh, participated uh, David Orris Jr. wrote The Four Stooges, Guevara, Stalin, Pocahontas, and Marx. <laughs> there was so many. Uh, this dude, Brian Watson, wrote, uh, where do they all park their private jets? Right. It's so fantastic. Uh, uh, Tony Vaughn, I've never seen a more pathetic, losery bunch. It was just, you have to go back. Go to the Loftus Party Facebook page and read these comments. We love it when you guys participate. There's so many. Uh, there's, there's so many great ones. This guy, Frank, uh, no, Mark Buran. I'm sorry if I if I screwed up your name, Mark Buran. Uh, he wrote, you got any sevens? <laughs> if you're looking at the – it was just – it was great. So yeah. everything is there at theloftusparty.com. We know Facebook is dialing us back. I know Twitter's dialing us back. But I'm counting on the goodwill of of you guys that listen and you spread the word. Because it is going swimmingly well. You've got a program like Roseanne. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking the dismount here, uh, Gimlet. you got a program like Roseanne that just did well because finally it gets to everybody and people respond. That gives me hope. Uh, our YouTube channel, uh, The Loftus Party on YouTube, we had a, a nice, nice, nice big bump there. A couple, We got a couple hundred new uh, subscribers. And nice. so – it's it's people sharing the videos. It's people leaving comments and talking. I really think we should start uh, a Reddit page or something to get all these comments in one place. It's it is it's getting hard to uh, well, it's getting hard to take care of. But that's good. These are champagne problems. They're we're wonderful problems. Dangerously close to a new home where comments are yes. welcome. <laughs> that's needed. right. That's right. Yes. We can announce that. We can announce that next week, right? Absolutely. I love it. So next week, uh, big announcements. Uh, I hope everybody had a great Easter. That's like a little time travel thing because it's not Easter yet, but when you hear this, it'll be after Easter. I hope you had a, a, a great, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, the dark, uh, a, dark chocolate bunnies, none of that milk chocolate. Yes. I hope <laughs> I hope you had a good, I uh, uh, hope you had a good Passover. I hope you had a good Easter. Uh, I hope you had plenty of chocolate bunnies and all kinds of good stuff. Have a great week, you guys. Uh, TheLoftestParty.com. Ooh, it's coming. It's a coming. I'll talk to you later. Bye.